Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science and spirituality are telling us that we're all connected, that we're all one. What you do to another person, you are literally doing to another aspect of yourself. And when mankind awakens to the universal truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Today's show topic is Here Now Satsung with Canella Michelle Myers. Canella is the author of Right Here, Right Now Meditations. I'd like for us to give a great welcome to Canella to Awake to Oneness Radio. Welcome to the show, Canella. Thank you, Caroline. So, uh, and, how and, are you and today? And welcome to everybody. Oh, uh, wonderful, you. actually. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. So, um, please, I, I'd like for you to share, because I, I honestly myself don't know too much about your background. Um, I just know that you, you're focusing your meditation and your work in the here and now, and I'm all about the here and now. <laughs> so can you please uh, share with our listeners and with me um, your journey of awakening to this truth? Okay. Well, I mean, it's, it's a multifaceted journey, as it is with every single person who mm-hmm. has ever come into um, the realized uh, Awakenness, um, and uh, once that occurs, once awareness becomes aware of its own self, um, all the moments that preceded that moment show that that was inevitable and it was going to happen that way. Um, and there seem to be all these different uh, spots that were quite um, stronger steps, if you will. They made a big difference. And, and for me, the, the, the main part that really kick-started me even looking at life differently from the way that most of the collective of humanity still looked at it as if the white picket fence, you know, you find your partner, you have kids, you, you know, uh, get a good job, lots of money, you retire, you, you know, grandparents perhaps, and then eventually die. Um, you know, it, but, but as if it's about how the life looks uh, and, and to get things uh, to accrue or, right? Um, right. So I was living in that way. And um, then I, I, I had children. Mm-hmm. I had my first son uh, in 1990. And my second son came in uh, March 1992. They're only 16 months apart. Okay. And the part mm-hmm. that shook me to looking at life quite differently, is that I recognized when my first son was born that he was born innocent and whole. It was just so obvious the moment I met him 
uh, on the outside of uh, my body. Mm-hmm. And so that sort of shook me, but I didn't really understand it so much until my second son was born. And again, he was born innocent and whole, completely, obviously innocent and whole, and unique from my first son. And it, it didn't have to be, it didn't seem related to sex or anything. It just was, you know, that they were both boys. Right. Um, it was related to something bigger than that, like a, a just a kind of a flavor or essence of who they were, that, and they were already that. They were already um, unique without learning anything, right? Mm-hmm. So, or, or what my idea of learning something was at that time. So that sort of became in my face that I looked at, well, what happened to me? You know, not only one boy, but then the next one coming through, mm-hmm. and somehow I recognized we're all born that way. We're all born innocent and whole and unique. Yes, and it was so just true. so completely true that I did not feel innocent, whole, or unique. And so my journey became one of attempting to figure out what happened to me. What? Why did I not feel innocent? You know, I must have come in that way. Where is that innocence, wholeness, and uniqueness? Right. And, and so, so that it's, really it, it's so coincidental, but we know there are no coincidences. I was just uh, talking to my daughter uh, yesterday. Um, she just recently had a birthday. She just turned 36 on uh, the uh, 26th of October. But I was talking to her just yesterday morning about her and her sibling um, my son, who they're four years apart, but they were so up. They were, like you said, they're born just innocent, beautiful, innocent joys, but they were so different. My two, yeah, I had two children, just like you. Um, they were a little bit further apart in age, but they were opposites. They were so different. They, they were so uniquely themselves. At birth, yes. and, and you so that, right? yes, yeah. and I just had that conversation with my daughter yesterday. So that is just you know. So yes, please continue. So um, after your uh, so, yeah. sons so, are born, so what I would like to do though is is because we have these listeners, these people mm-hmm. listening on the line right now. You know, from wherever they are listening. I don't know if right. some of the friends in uh, Europe and are here too, or eventually people will be listening to this from all over the world. Um, And so I'd like to invite that this is recorded. Mm -hmm. So those people who are listening can really relax and let go of any attempt to try to understand or follow or get anything about this time that Mm -hmm. we're spending together to see if there can be just a relaxing open and receiving the sound of our voices in this conversation and to really let the mind just go kind of soft because it doesn't need to be on. Mm-hmm. You're receiving and hearing what's going on exactly where you are. And and we all all have been all the way along. And we've been taught to put our attention outside of ourselves. So all I'm inviting is that there's a relaxing into where you actually are. And listening is happening without you doing anything. Mm-hmm. And so is understanding, right? So it's it's sort of like just an inviting and settling in to being together for these moments that we're sharing. And, and, you know, funnily enough, I mean, 
the moments that we're sharing even far beyond what looks like today because this is a recorded interview. Yes, exactly. I mean, that's... that's- that's why I so love about the internet. Right? The mind, right? <laughs> yes, I love it's always the now, and exactly. wherever, <laughs> and these shows are always uh, going to be available for whenever. So it will always be that now moment when that person discovers this recording. So this is amazing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And and it's always available to recognize that listening is already happening where you are. We don't have to try for it. You know, all that, I mean, I'm sure, and it was normal. It's not wrong that it happened that way. That's not what I'm saying, you know, that, <laughs> hey, listen to me, right? And then it, we were taught to listen to them and really give them our attention and, you know, look like we were listening. <laughs> all of that when listening is an effortless happening, if you if you can hear. Exactly. <laughs> and, exactly. Uh, now, so, but before we get into that, I want you just yes. to share more. Tell us more about your after you had your sons. Your what what experience you went through? Well, I went through amazing, amazing layers and and all these different angles of uh, of basically the universe changed because I realized that I was whole and unique at some you know. I was innocent as well at some place that I I wanted to find, um, and so that my my direction uh, changed uh, towards that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, also in having children, I mean there was ways that parents were with kids and in teaching them where um, physical violence might be part of the teaching. Um, as if that helps a child to remember what they're supposed to remember, um, and that was that was part. And it was normal for uh, most the, the generation of of my parents. I don't I don't hold that against them. It's what they understood was the right thing to do. Um, but I couldn't do that because these two boys were innocent, and they just blatantly showed up as pure innocence. And so there was when this anger would rise in me that would want to lash out, I couldn't. I just couldn't. And so it started building up inside of me until I started getting really concerned and started asking for help because I was afraid of hurting my children because these energies were building up because I wasn't releasing them. But I didn't understand, you know, any of all this. All I knew is I I couldn't take it there. Um, And so... I, I went to a, a seminar called to Come Alive, and um, through that, started to understand the emotions and energies and learning how to be with energy responsibly, giving myself space to take these, you know, rage and stuff and unfurl them just maybe on my futon and let my family know, hold on, these energies are up, I'm going to excuse myself and let them unfold through me instead of trying to hold on to them because I could see that holding on to them wasn't working. Mm-hmm. So as this is, and this is over a number of years, you know, the processes of allowing yourself to settle in with what is actually here. Now, I hadn't heard about awakening and yet I was awakening to myself, but I didn't know that till after. 
I was awakening to what is because I was being with whatever was ready to be met and, and, and you know, and in the best way I could without really knowing how because, you know, there's only one me and these energies that are showing up, there was, there was just me, mm-hmm. you know. I, I, I realized also that there was no book on parenting, really, that could tell me what to do in the moment because the scenarios that would happen with my kids were always unique for the moment and, and where we were and what was all happening. And so I just needed to respond. Right? So there, there wasn't a way that I could be some sort of perfect parent because I would never know what was going to happen next. Right. Right. And that's true so for everybody. When you, so shortly after you had your sons, you, did, you had this anger building up inside of you, and you did, you did, did, was there any particular something going on that was causing this, or was this just? It was, from, it was a, a pattern from my childhood and how anger was released. Uh, toward me as a child, right? And it looked like I was doing something wrong uh, that would elicit uh, this unfurling of these energies towards me. Um, And yet, right, so however it was that my my parents thought that I was being bad or wrong and deserved that, um, I couldn't do the same thing because... I could see they were innocent. Right. And right. so, I, you know, I was, it was just sort of how it all showed up. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so I started to learn. It was a learning process on how to, and my, my parents helped me with that because I, I approached them on that. And they, they supported me to uh, take courses and classes and learning how to be with these energies and, and uh, meet them in an appropriate way. Um, and, you know, there's just vast learning in that process of allowing ourselves to be with these energies. Mm-hmm. And so the whole system started to become lighter because I was no longer holding on to so much stuff. And if I let go of, you know, whatever, if it was anger, there would be other energies underneath. It was like there was layers and layers in any given moment. And that's true of all of us. I mean, I'm sure there isn't one person that's online right now listening to this that, that doesn't find the same thing. Right. Right? So true, so true. It's so it's uh, like I said, so many things because we know there are no coincidences. I just received um, this uh, quote in the in the email today, and it it, it I, I must read it. It's a, a Jeff Foster quote, but it, it's exactly what you just said. It says, "Stop trying to heal yourself, fix yourself, even awaken." yourself let go of letting go stop trying to fast forward the movie of your life it's get it's getting so exhausting don't don't do it anymore stop trying uh chasing future stop trying to chase the future that never seems to arrive living one living on secondhand promises Instead, bow deeply to yourself as you are exactly as you are. Be here. Honor the present scene in the movie. Your pain, your sorrow, your doubts, your deepest longings, your fearful thoughts are not mistakes. 
they and they aren't asking to be healed. They are just asking to be held here, now, lightly, in the loving arms of your present awareness. I just got this today. I was like, that is exactly what you're saying. You just need to... Sort of. Yeah. There's a little bit of a difference because I would say even even the trying is okay. I mean... We didn't start the trying. We just learned it, and most people are doing that, and so it happens. Right. So so to say stop the trying is, you know, we didn't start the trying, right? But what right. we can do is find out that it's happening and remember, like, like I was, and that's what I think you're saying is what I was pointing to mm-hmm. that right now as people are listening to this, that they can recognize that they don't need to try to understand this. It's mm-hmm. recorded. So exactly. they're not going to miss out on anything. They can come back and revisit it later. And there is an incredible amount of energy right now that's available through this. Mm-hmm. And, and and I would invite people to open to that, to this mm-hmm. uh, caring, compassionate, loving energy that's present uh, mm-hmm. right here in the moment that's always holding us unconditionally right here, right now. And it just... In, is inviting us to relax open and mm-hmm. let it hold us. Just as we are, inclusive of trying or not trying, mm-hmm. or searching or not searching. So the part that happened next was um, through these workshops in different ways that I was learning on how to, you know, I didn't really know it at the time, but I was learning mastery over the energies of, and, and myself, you know, whatever arose and, and finding myself able to meet those energies. But, I, you know, it took some learning and how to do that. And the side effect was very healing mm-hmm. um, to this system, this energetic system that I am. But eventually I noticed all these people were leaving um, who I took workshops with, who I found very supportive and sort of in alignment with me, who I was attracted to, they were uh-huh. all kind of disappearing and going traveling off with this dude. And uh, so I went to an evening uh, of his um, introductory, you know, a two-hour meeting, and um, I, I got his book. Uh, it was It's Paul Lowe's book, uh, The Experiment is Over. And... Um, Later, I was reading that book, and, and in it, he said, the experiment is over. Wake up. You can wake up now. Hmm. And so I kind of like, okay, so this is the first time hearing about this waking up stuff because I never even fathomed that waking up was for anybody. You know, I, I knew Buddha and Jesus, and, you know, right. <laughs> that, that, that was for those sorts of people, <laughs> not the rest of us. <laughs> it just never, ever occurred to me, this whole, right? So it's... Right. I didn't come from any kind of, like I say, just I, I came from a mundane style of living uh, life out. And um, so uh, I read that and I could feel in me that something was really true about that. And so I decided to try it out. Mm-hmm. I said to myself, okay, wake up. And I kind of felt into it and I looked at it and I realized, Nothing happened. <laughs> 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 Nothing happened, you know. So uh, 
So, but the curious thing was is that I knew that it hadn't happened. And I, I still don't know how I knew that it hadn't happened and, until it actually happened. And then, you know, everybody knows when it happens. And yeah. everybody knows when it's not happened yet. Mm-hmm. I, I, imagine, I imagine that, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's when this whole concept of waking up started. And, and even in the book, it was, it was more or less similar to uh, my, my looking and, and supporting myself to my own innocence and wholeness. And it's not really my own because we're, there's no separation. You know, it, right. it really is an act for all of us to be willing to meet our own innocence, to meet um, who we are in each moment and be willing to be with that, you know, straight up, straight on. (laughs) And the funny thing is, of course, we already are that, but (laughs) we're just a little sidetracked until we're not, is all. Right, right. Yeah. And for me, it's... It's for me. It's just being aware of it in the now moment. Like you, like you said, we all know when that that awakening actually does happen. Even um, I'm not sure if I was familiar with the term of waking up, um, but it, I know when it, I did wake up to the truth of oneness because something just something happened inside that said, "Yeah, this is." It this is this is the missing piece for me. Understanding the truth of oneness just made everything clear, and I under things like you know was struggling with before metaphysically, spiritually, um, just everything made sense to me um, yeah. when I understood at um, and I keep saying at a heartfelt level, not an intellectual level, but when I felt it at a heartfelt level, everything made sense to me. As, when when I understood the truth of oneness, that we're all connected, we're all one with God, we can never be separated from God. And that also made living life so much easier for me because I, I had no more fear. Like, yeah. I'm, I, I, there's nothing to fear. Uh, I cannot be separated from God. And I'm yeah. on unique aspects of God. And so the best thing for me to do is just try to stay in alignment with my higher self and move with the flow of what yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I call that being responsible, being able to respond to what is. Yes. Responsible. Yes. And um, you know, and that that it doesn't mean that people who may still believe in the distractions um, mm-hmm. are not responsible. It just it, it, they're still responding to what is. What it's is, just they're exactly. not as aware of the actual reality of what's going on in the moment. Exactly. You know, well, that's it, the, it'll be it'll be sort of layered with all these other happenings that appear to be true or, you know, a, a dilemma of some kind. Uh, exactly. It's so interesting you should bring that up because I think I mentioned to you before we started the show that this afternoon I was at a hospice. Um, where a friend of mine has been for 10 days. And I met her mm, close to 20 years ago at church mm. when I was active at church. And there was a room full of uh, her mother was there, and her husband was just coming in as I was coming in. So I walked in with him. And then within a half hour, the room was full, filled with people that I knew 
from church from many, many years ago. I hadn't seen him for many years, and we were, like, all hugging and, like, glad to see each other. But the room was filled with, with pastors and pastors' wives and all these people that are still very connected to the the church, and I'm not. And I think they know, I know, well, the the lady that's in hospice, I know her husband, he's more metaphysically minded and I talked to him and about you know my awakening I can share it with him and he understands and he knows about my radio show and all that but the other people in the room they were all having conversations about you know of course the election and and all these different things there and I was just very quiet because I just said I need to just cuz I I didn't feel like there was be anything I could say that would really resonate with them, other than Michael, or didn't mean to say with names, but other than the husband, who he and I, we talk all the time about spiritual matters, and he and I are on the same page. But the other people in the room, I I didn't feel like I could have that conversation with them, because not in, not in a judgmental way. Mm-hmm. Um, I just said, let me just listen and be still. Yeah. And, and absorb and kind of just, I kind of almost was saying, like, let me just take this in like a movie, you know? Um, yeah. So. Yeah, and sometimes I, I even add a little thing to consciousness and say, if if I'm to share something, invite me. And I say that mm-hmm. to consciousness. So mm-hmm. then a space will appear if I'm to share what I, my viewpoint on something. Um, right. Because I think, you know, and and I found that because there was an old way where um, I used to want to to try to be included, to try to include my opinion, to participate in some way, to belong. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's so much anxiety around that. Um, and it's so much easier to wait for the space and just relax right. until the space comes and let, mm-hmm. let God basically do it for you. Right. Um, if it's meant to be, and if it's not, you're still aware of what's going on, and exactly. that's already so much to just receive people and what they're like. Just what you're saying, just to receive them mm-hmm. exactly as they are, mm-hmm. and um, and listen to what is without right. calling it anything because it's already its own self. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I yeah I and I did and I do do that if they're. You know, whenever I am in a setting like that, and if there is like an opening, I kind of, you know, I, I listen very carefully, and I, you know, to see if there is an opening. But this afternoon there just wasn't an opening, so I just said, let me just kind of, and I was very attentive to what they were saying, um, but just I, I didn't see an opening to, to share my mm-hmm. views. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and yet you're there, right? Having yes. and the views come and appear, mm-hmm. and yes. uh, right, and and it, it's it's. I mean, that's the part too about awakening that so many people uh, kind of misunderstand is that it's not that thoughts or or what we call the mind, which is basically just an open, empty space mm-hmm. that hears thoughts. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know. It's connected somehow to the brain tissue, but we know that, that, that the thoughts don't actually appear in the brain tissue or, you know, like the felt sense of our fingertips might touch like a finger and a thumb. It's, 
Right. You know, you can feel a finger and a thumb, and there's a felt sense of touch there. Uh, we can't find the place where thoughts are received or heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and we never started them to happen. So any idea of getting rid of thoughts or getting rid of the mind is, you know, it's a wonderful exercise to find out that you won't be able to. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is everything, right? It's the same as seeking. It's not to stop anything. It's like just to go with it. Right. We didn't put the ideas. Like I, I read that book. It said wake up. And then I'm like, okay, well, what's, what does that mean? And, mm-hmm. you know, tried it on. That wasn't it. So then I thought, okay, well, I could see that there were other people that were looking for this. So I would just go where I felt called to go and arrange things, you know. And, right. and so when it actually happened, I was so surprised because I wasn't expecting it. Because the bit that I had read about it sort of seemed to apply it was a long journey, like that it was going to take me 30 years <laughs> at least. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Because then I just, well, I just found out about this stuff. I mean, what the heck? <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> and it's like going like, wait a second, you know, I had my life planned. I was going to be going for this consciousness thing. <laughs> and then it just disappeared, you know, it just totally disappeared. And um, and so the di- disappearing point was uh, in satsang with Isaac Shapiro. And, and uh, I didn't know him. I don't know of his teaching so much. I've, I have one of his books, um, but I didn't know his style of you know, I'd, I'd been to one satsang the day before. I, I was there because I didn't understand what satsang meant. And oh, so, well, I don't. <laughs> so can you yeah. can you fill, fill me and the listeners in? Um, okay, I, well, I hear, satsang, okay. it turns out, right, is mm-hmm. two uh, Sanskrit words, sat and sang. Sat mm-hmm. means the truth, and sang is sharing that truth. Okay. So, but I didn't know. I mean, I just, nobody gave me that definition at the time. They just said that they just follow Isaac and he's offering that thing. And nobody could describe to me who was going to go or interested or told me about it um, in any way that I could understand. They just didn't make any sense. So I kind of gave up trying to make sense of it and just said, oh, I'll go to the thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, then through a series of events, ended up finding myself, like I think it was a couple of days later, just uh, being in a week-long retreat with Isaac, and on the first gathering that evening, uh, I just asked him the question, is it beyond perception? Mm. And he said yes, and in that moment, I was beyond perception. and Or not, not that I was, awareness was already there, but I mm-hmm. connected with that, and then everything, everything disappeared. Absolutely everything disappeared, and yet everything was also still there, but it it had no felt sense. It had nothing. It was just emptiness. It was just silence. Um, mm-hmm. So there was still sound and there was still a person. There was floor. Uh, and that's the same as now. Like right now, it, wherever somebody, people are sitting, you know, there, there's all this that looks like some sort of fabric of something that appears here in this moment. Um, but we know that it's just energy appearing like it's a solid thing. That it's not solid. Mm-hmm. We know true. that from science. Yes. So you know what a wonder that, like right now, I can I can touch this laptop that I'm speaking to you, mm-hmm. you know, through, and that right. I can touch it. My fingers don't go right through, and that, and then that, that there are fingers, and then there's the felt sense of the fingers, and it, it it's just incredible. 
right? It, right. And it's right here. And, and all those other distractions are just distractions that gradually each person in their own way will relax into what's, what's happening where they already are. Mm-hmm. And their and- own journey of letting go of those distractions has to happen because that's their way. They are yeah. their unique expression of consciousness, just as they are. So there's no way around So that. true. So true. Um, I'll never forget. It's about the only thing I remember from elementary school. <laughs> Seventh grade science class. (laughs) Seventh grade science class when we were studying molecules and atoms. And my seventh grade science teacher said, nothing is truly solid. I I, I cannot forget when he said that. And I'm like, huh? Huh? But it's like my my soul grabbed onto that, you know, that truth. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, okay, now they're actually teaching. My soul was saying, now you're actually learning truth in school. <laughs> when yeah. my science yeah. teacher said that, and I never forgot it. So it was like something yeah. that really, yeah, I that was, I guess, maybe the start of my awakening, you know, when yeah. my yeah. science teacher said. Well, that's said, what I mean by, you know, how do yeah. you take all these steps that happen that you know in the moment they were significant, but you don't really know how they play out or how they're mm-hmm. significant so much until the whole of it right. finds itself, right? And, and I still find that. I still find really significant happenings that happened, but I, didn't, I still didn't know the gem of it because of right. expansion. Everything, my whole life, you know, every moment that's ever been experienced uh, continues to expand and mm-hmm. show itself in its new facets of, of, of whatever shows up. Exactly. So there's exactly. these, you know, multitude. The gifts keep on giving. You know, the moment mm-hmm. is just such an incredible viewpoint of, of right. All of and it. that's that's why I feel like nothing in my life that's happened in my life is um, something to feel regret about because what all the moments in my life brought me to where I am now. And, you know, I, they had to happen to get me here. So it's like nothing to feel regretful about. Yeah, I, well, and I don't less know. regret is, is present, right? Because sometimes mm-hmm. regret is an actual energy to that. And then what mm-hmm. a wonderful opportunity to sit down and feel, what does regret feel like? Right? There isn't a human that doesn't ex- experience regret at some time. It's not, it's not so bad as mm-hmm. it's made out to be. <laughs> when you sit right <laughs> down with it and realize, right. because like you say, you can use your intelligence to know, well, that's kind of funny that regret would show up because you know that mm-hmm. all those moments unfurled into this moment. Right. It's part of this moment. So they had exactly. to happen how they happened. And yet mm-hmm. there might be a feeling of regret still. And so then it's a curious thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's the same thing as, as seeing that my sons were innocent um, and recognizing that they were, you know, I had it intellectually. Mm-hmm. that I could see they were innocent, that there was a truth there, and but yet the other truth was I didn't feel innocent. Mm-hmm. Until yeah. until I do, and that kind of comes and goes. Nothing stays. I mean, we're, I mean what you were talking about in the science, um, the molecules and the, the atoms and nucleus and how the, electro, uh, the electrons whiz around 
the nucleus and, and just that edge that they whiz to creates an, an appearance of an edge. Mm-hmm. And we call that, you know, the the um, the atom. And, and right. wonderfully, you know, the atoms of our skin are right fitting in with the atoms of the air mm-hmm. and the atoms of the tissue under the surface of the skin and the hairs or whatever on our hand and the, the blood right. and then the bone. And, you know, all of them are fit one into the other. And, and all the way, all of these atoms, their edgelessness right. <laughs> are fitting all the way to where you are in the East Coast, right? And right. here I am on the West Coast. I mean, right. there can't but, be separation. Mm-hmm. Right. We can't separate. It's impossible. Right, because there's no place where I end and you begin. Yeah, we can, and yeah. we can look at it just like that. The atoms of the air are here, right? Mm-hmm. All the way through. Water, the right. earth, whatever. Everything's fit into this oneness uh, right. of itself. And, yeah. yeah. So and, and that's so, your whole invitation to wake to wonder. <laughs> right. And it's it's so true what you said about whatever arises in your now moment, whether it be regret, whether it be sadness, whether it be anger, whatever that emotion, whatever is happening, whatever yeah. arises is yeah. and okay. That, that actually uh brings me to another uh, little bit that I wanted to to talk about because mm-hmm. um you know, what I've found is really supportive for people like, you know, I've worked with thousands of people now um, energetically, right? Mm-hmm. And we've been looking at, well, what does that mean, energy, right? And we talked about the atoms there and stuff. But when you're talking about the emotions of, of um, regret or, or uh, loss or, or anger, um, but at their base, they're still just energy, the energy mm-hmm. of anger showing up. We can recognize that the mind is handy because it goes, oh, anger. It knows what anger is. Everybody mm-hmm. knows what anger is. And, yes. Uh, and then it's, it's wonderful to recognize it as, as the energy of anger because then you can let go of that label, anger. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier to be with it as energy because energy is a neutral word. Exactly. Right? Because the word anger or regret or the things we're not supposed to feel that we all do, um, mm-hmm. those all have a collective bias to the words, right? Where we're not allowed to be. Even though we are, we're not allowed. And so we try to push those away. So it's much harder to open to those energies if they're called these bad guys. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know. Like like mm-hmm. the ego, <laughs> you know. There's That's no like, ego. I Nobody say, has one. I never say. I always say the ego has its. I never put a bad label on the ego. I always say the ego has its purpose and its place. It's just yes, we we want to try not to let it. Bad. Yeah. yeah, we want to try right, not to let it rule our lives, but it has its place. <laughs> well, but it doesn't have a place when you look here. Uh-huh. Is the is there really an ego? Can anybody? I've asked thousands of people. Okay, show me an ego, and all they do is they take a bunch of pieces of other moments and put them together and say this is what it is. And I right. say, but that's not here. That's not here. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's handy to put all those pieces together so you can sort of get a bit of the game of of the humanness that appears here. Right. Mm-hmm. It's handy, but right. it's not actually. It's not actually any kind of thing that 
Right. You know, I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean by, um, mm-hmm. you know, when when happenings are encapsulated by a word, and then the, that it it's just it really is strong in the collective that we get rid of the ego, you know, because that's been a culprit. And, uh, and I understand what you're saying, that you've been, you know, you understand it to a point where it's not really in the way for you. Um, right, yeah. And, and that's, that's right. Mm-hmm. You know, well, uh, so I, what I'm saying, everything has, everything in existence has a purpose and a place. So by not labeling it something negative, so I don't label it something negative, just like, um, you were talking about those emotions that we quote unquote like to label negative, like sadness and anger and regret well, and all that's of how we, we found them. But, but we need that in order to find them. That's all I'm okay. saying. Is it, you know, mm-hmm. because it is real. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I uh, what was happening? Uh, something was happening. You know, like the technology when it's not working out right. I mean, definitely there are <laughs> times when anger shows up. <laughs> I can say I'm angry. <laughs> Oh, well, it happens, it happens to me when when I'm driving, and oh my goodness, it was just the other night I was driving, and um, I'm on the highway, and it's raining, and a big not not Mack truck, but a big pickup truck, like twice. Yeah. I'm driving a Jeep, which is I think is big enough, but a, a huge pickup truck. It's like he has to see me because I'm slightly ahead of him, and but he's coming into my lane, into me. Like, okay, so the only way he can be where I'm at is I have to move. Oh, you know, I had to go almost yeah. onto the yeah. shoulder where he wouldn't. And I'm like, he had to see me. I'm ahead of him. You know, it'd be different. If your I, you're yeah, it'd be different if I was in his blind spot. Then I'm like, okay, but no, I'm not in his blind spot. He's yeah, he's yeah. in my blind spot and just coming out of nowhere. Yeah. And it's just yeah. good thing I had good reflexes. But yeah, it's like yeah, so yeah, yeah some wor- choice see, words see, came. Yeah, some choice yeah, words came yeah, out of my yeah. mouth at that moment. <laughs> like, but you see how appropriate. Anger is, yeah. right? What, uh-huh. what it really is, anger is only a result that something matters to you. Mm-hmm. And in this case, your life. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so when, it, when it arrives, it's never wrong to be angry. Right. Ever. It's mm-hmm. arrived because something matters. It's just that people take that anger and they put it out towards whoever triggered it open. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where the mistake of the opportunity or the invitation might be where instead of uh, looking at it as, oh, them over there did something, right. you know, it's like settling in with, okay, wow, anger is here, and daring to breathe and relax the body open and let the energy of anger that's already here fill and move itself however it wants to. And it's like what you said earlier about, you know, you understood after how oneness is and how God or goddess the universe is with us in every moment that we can't move away from that. Um, that but that happened after, right? And it's the same thing as, as when anger, whatever it is that shows up in the moment, the real reason of what it, how it matters, I mean, that was an easy one, how it matters mm-hmm. to you. Um, right. And, but there are often all sorts of gifts along the way as we sit down with an energy like anger, um, where we meet ourselves in the way we are and how we learn to cope as children. 
that we can't know before we meet these energies. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right? Because they unfurl themselves and they express and show themselves to us. And in that way, it's just wonderful that they were ever held so we could find them because as they unfurl, we open up the box of the gift of the present. Okay. And then it can show us its interior play and what consciousness was holding this for us mm-hmm. for and receive mm-hmm. that gift. Right. So true. Mm-hmm. And then the understanding so after. Right? Yes. Yes. The understanding always comes after. And that's why it's scary because it's facing the unknown. Because mm-hmm. we don't know why the anger's there, what consciousness is attempting to show us until it's been shown. Right. So, and I also, like, I think of everyone that I come in contact with, though, as a mirror, so reflecting parts of me back to me, you know, so because the outer world is the illusion, and it's it's a hall of mirrors, it's a reflection, and everything is coming from within me. So I know that's, uh, that, uh, you know, that came to me through growth, you know, um, which... I don't, you know, some people, yes. Yeah, from Mm -hmm. exploring it yourself to see that whatever is exaggerated on the outside, you know, whatever you can point to and say they are this, they are that, is actually, has to have some sort of, if you, especially if you react to it, like, and now that's a perfect lead-in to Mr. Trump. Is it all right (laughs) to talk about this? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes. Mr. I mean, what a wonderful Trump. opportunity. I see Mr. Trump as a wonderful opportunity. He does irritate and bug people. He's, mm-hmm. he's either put up as a hero by some people or put up as the baddest bad uh, as far as examples of being human, right? Mm-hmm. And the, but but the, the opportunity is each person could see and just admit to themselves, are they, is it, there's something that's disturbed inside when, the, even with the thought of Trump? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there any finger pointing towards him that you could say, he is, you know, a bad person about women. He's got, you know, there's all these things that you can genuinely, he's totally exposed himself. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it's amazing for a politician, really. Right, um, right. Uh, so there's lots there that he's triggering alive for people. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a feeling of helplessness because who to vote for, who is our country going to? Right. Right? Um, there, right. there could be whatever that is. It's like the mind is handy to say, okay, yes, I feel helpless in this this presidential situation of, of, of who's going to be in what looks like power on the outside. Mm-hmm. And, and to then breathe and, and see how is the energy moving inside. Where yeah. is that helplessness located? If you can say, I feel helpless, then helplessness energy will be with you right in that moment. Exactly. And to exactly. breathe and relax the body open and feel whatever that is inside. Right. Because the beautiful part of doing that, not only do you for yourself release these packages of helplessness because every human feels helpless sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a beautiful energy to sit down with and really feel Exactly. Helpless. 
exactly. Well, I always let say... It, let ourselves... It, mm-hmm. I always say oh, even... Just gonna, just because the other part of that is not only mm-hmm. for, for us to feel helpless, you know, and mm-hmm. to... Because to, when we take the lid off of that and no longer hold ourselves away from our helplessness, and we allow that energy to have free space just to be itself, and we're there to feel it, then it releases and becomes a moving part of the energetic system of consciousness that we call a person that we are. Mm-hmm. But the other thing it does is it stops empowering Trump. Mm-hmm. Right? So it, it dissipates the againstness. Mm-hmm. It dissipates all the energy that he triggers alive. If people sit down with these energies inside, it actually minimizes his impact on what appears here as a world. Mm-hmm. Because it's so us true. that get, are giving him the energy and saying, no, that's not okay. And we're pointing to ourselves and saying exactly. we're not okay. And, mm-hmm. and, and that, that holds us, the energy inside ourselves or whatever we're feeling, captive, right. and that's why we feel helpless. Right. And it holds him. It gives exactly. him uh, mm-hmm. more form, a more solid form to uh, play play his game out. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I always say, I was about to say, I always say when you point one finger at a person, whether it be Trump or anybody, Trump is not out, excluded from the oneness. Trump no. is, is a reflection of us. Um, and if we point our finger at him, there's three fingers pointing back at us. And so I, when um, I was saying all this year that all those these people I would talk to that were had all this energy, um, mm-hmm. you know, against Trump, I'm like, all this, your your attention, you're putting so much attention because where you put your attention is what you're giving energy to. So you are okay. giving him energy by focusing so much of your attention on him. So you're and actually it's outside doing of yourself. Exactly. So it's actually costly as well because you're expending energy in, into what appears to be outside of yourself. Mm-hmm. It's quite costly. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and it tired people get do get tired, and they they probably you know anybody can feel that that if they're concerned about anything that's going on that appears to be outside of themselves, they'll just be exhausted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eventually. Yes. It's, you know, it, it costs energy to put our, our attention outside of ourselves because mm-hmm. it's effortless. The whole idea mm-hmm. of Trump um, is happening where you are. Your thoughts about him, your reactions about him, uh, everything is already occurring exactly where you are. We don't need to put our attention out there. Yes. Um, but, you know, in settling down with ourselves, you know, it can get a bit messy if we go, oh, that's inside us. And mm-hmm. and so many people think of this. They think about it. What do you mean I'm I'm like that? And they think about it instead of actually going to where the energy is rustled alive. Because mm-hmm. it will be if we care. It'll be likely that it will be rustled alive. Mm-hmm. And you know it's it's just how we are. And some people it may show up, and other people it might be absolutely neutral and there's no right or wrong to this it's just simply how it is yes and, and the part that we've been given as consciousness to play out as as a self 
of self in play. Exactly. That's so true. And and the illusion of that that someone in the White House is also so powerful that has power over us when we are all powerful. We yeah. we, no, was, we have to totally own our <laughs> our power. The, the, well, the the authority of the heart. I mean, people go and they say, oh, because that sounds so, you know, touchy-feely. And it's not. It's so intelligent. Um, <laughs> and, and all I can do is invite people to that. I mean, it, it, if, if love wants your attention, it'll keep on repeating some aspect of your life. And exactly. it will never, ever abandon you. If there's any kind of challenge that's going on in people's lives, that's actually love attempting mm-hmm. a do look at the play of the energies and to explore them for yourself. You know, and, that, and, that's, and that's what I do. Is, as far as if, if there's a play of consciousness, this canela, um, that's what I do. Is I support people to open to themselves as an energy system. Um, and because I've done it so extensively with myself and with thousands of people over the years, because I, I worked with people with Reiki, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was my play for pay for well the kids were young and I was a single mom and all of that um, and that's how I learned so much about the different energies and how you know it's not just my own regret that I've opened to I've supported other people to open to how they feel regret and we find the same thing the same result 100% of the time every bit always got its feet in love. Mm-hmm. And it's always the person themselves that finds it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that, you know, it, it's like this um, this book that um, is right here right now, Meditation. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's what it's about. It's 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 these different one or two page uh, meditation that okay. uh, looks at life like there's one called Whose Power Is It? So so looking at uh, say somebody's irritating you. Um, you know, uh, uh, somebody that appears in your mind at night, and, and it's, they're just a bother. And you know, everybody has those kinds of people in their lives, right. <laughs> where mm-hmm. you find that all of your thoughts are going to them, and oh, if only they'd be different, and la 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 yeah. la la, right? Yeah. Well, there's, yes, a, yes. There, you know, in the book, it, it there's there's this one exercise, and it's called "Whose Power Is It?" to look at you know, what you're giving your attention to, and to bring your attention home. It's already home with you, but extending it out there and then let whatever it is that 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 aspect of love that shows up as this irritating other, whatever that triggers alive, to instead of staying up with what the mind goes on and repeats and repeats, to to let yourself come into the system and see what's going on. Is there any place in the body that the energy is be, feels held or stuck or even numb. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 breathe. Breathing is prana. It's a life. Yeah. Right? It, it 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 happens naturally too. We don't have to think about breathing. It's given. Right. Mm-hmm. But but we can include breathing when we're doing this kind of exploration because it helps to um bring us right here because we're saying, okay, breathing, and we can feel that we're breathing. And if we're feeling ourselves breathing, we are being present with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
first off. That's how, so that's, how, that's how I bring myself present if I feel myself, you know, drifting, <laughs> you yeah. know, out yeah. of the present moment. I bring myself back by deep breathing, doing deep breathing yeah, exercises. And, and, and I would even call that would, uh, how I hear you say that is consciousness imagined itself to be drifting. <laughs> and then it found okay. itself and goes, oh, breathe. <laughs> and then it gets even more of itself because it's it's become totally present. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, it's just so beautiful. I mean, it's this world that I see or, or consciousness as me, whatever, right? I can't even... Mm-hmm. I don't even like to try and use all the words, you know, my sons aren't really my sons, they're these incredible, you know, play of consciousness that came into the being as my sons. Right. <laughs> Instead, right. I call right. them my sons. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but there's a lot to that. Anyway, this book is um, mm-hmm. got all sorts of exercises in exploring yourself as energy, and they're very practical human things, like watching right. TV. You know, mm-hmm. instead of having attention out there on that screen, bring it, right. you know, bring it in mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. you are. And, and people will find that the whole room comes in then, right? Yes. And, and it's not wrong that your attention is out there. That's already happened. You exactly. didn't do it. So how in the world could it be wrong? It's just you're finding it happening like this. And instead of having your efforting alive that that seems to put attention out there on the things outside of yourself. Right. It's just relaxing that and instantly you're here with yourself as this play and then it includes it includes the T V, includes the room, it includes the sounds, it includes every bit of the universe. Exactly. Yes. And I think that that's also what what I meant about the including, because we want to try to sometimes exclude the ego, quote unquote ego, but yeah, I yeah, yeah. just yeah, include it, <laughs> include it, uh, you know, and embrace it, whatever, you know, whatever we feel we're trying to Put push it on away. Your favorite bookshelf. Yeah. <laughs> whatever we're trying to push away, it wants us to embrace it. It wants us to love it. That's what it, it wants to tra- to transform it is to love it. One of my but favorite. I, just, I guess I don't like using that word because there just isn't one. You know, there yeah. isn't one. No, nobody has one. It's just a a right. way of looking at the way that the personality shows up and how we exactly. you know traipse back and forth over that until we mm-hmm. you know it's a wonderful pathway that shows us who we are, the flavor of this one. Because mm-hmm. the humanness is not going to go away. Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite children's books is um, The Little Soul and the Sun uh, by Neil yeah. Donald Walsh, which um, pretty much shows us that those people, you were saying the people that keep you up at night, that you're laying and you're thinking and you're giving well, all your energy I would, to. I would say, yeah, yeah, the people that we keep ourselves awake with at night. Right. Because I would say <laughs> them keeping us awake, they have no idea what's going on. Right. They're probably they're, new right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, we, are, we are keeping ourselves awake with them on our mind. And, and like you said, saying, why couldn't they be different or, or things of that nature? Those people, when, when I read that book and I read it to my grandson, um, it's, it's telling me and showing me those are the people that I ask to come to do what they're doing. I ask these people to irritate me, to help 
awaken me to who I truly am. So actually, I actually, uh, months ago, maybe over a year ago, I wrote a list. Uh, and actually some some uh, thank you notes I actually sent. I wrote a list of all the people that I could think of that really got my goat through <laughs> my life that time. Yeah, you know, a whole list. Yep. Um, most of them were still living. <laughs> and I actually sent these people thank you cards. And pretty much the thank you card just basically said, thank you for being you. Yeah. Just that simple. Just thank you for being you because I understand now. Uh, I don't. I didn't say this in the in the note, um, but I understand now that they actually. Any time a person really is getting to you, that person, you actually ask that person to do that in in a yeah. soul agreement yeah. before you, yeah. you came into well, this. Well, how else would love get your attention? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. There's all these, you know, it's not the same. It's not quite as direct to somebody being irritating as it is mm-hmm. somebody being loving over there. You know, there's nice moments, but even that just kind of, you know, falls away. The next moment arrives, and right? Right. Um, but but those irritating ones, I mean, there's really no way around it. They're, you mm-hmm. know, wonderfully insistent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. so that's where love won't abandon us, right? Right. And it might even be a scenario of, oh, you know, um, I'm stuck in this relating, uh, you know, that that traps me or it limits me because I'm not allowed to do this or that or um, mm-hmm. I didn't have the right parents or, you know, all that mm-hmm. stuff. And then, you know, all those ground notes, you know, mm-hmm. and, it's, it, and yeah. what you're saying, too, I mean, I, I wondered whether or not you'd sent a thank you card to yourself because... You're mm. the one that invited them to irritate you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can find these wonderful, you know, because yeah. it's like that, uh, the oyster with the sand, right? The irritation mm-hmm. makes a pearl. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and the pearl is the gift, you know, the treasure yeah. uh, for us. Yes. And it's like that. that these. Uh, yes. I say these, these so. people are our greatest teachers. The yeah, ones look at that. Trump. I mean, so, you know, there yeah. you go. <laughs> He's one of what our greatest teachers. <laughs> yeah. 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 Or 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 Hillary because mm-hmm. uh, and and I'll say Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton because I was, you know, calling her by her first name and Trump just mm-hmm. Trump. But it, it's such a perfect name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so true. So true. Mhm. Yes. Uh, this hmm. is yes, a very interesting election coming up. And I, yeah. I, I just, I believe all things are possible. So I still say Bernie's going to win. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, well, he's already won in our hearts, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. It's a nice thing. And mm-hmm. uh, and the thing is, is that a lot of the, you know, the stuff that was hidden before is now, you know, all over the world has mm-hmm. has been rising up and is seen, and you know these. Wikipedia, these leaks and all this stuff and how yes, information yes, yes, been, yes. you know, uh, privacy hasn't been really real for a long time. And, exactly. Uh, yes. We're finding out about it, but, you know, we've been living with it, just we didn't know about it, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the same as the inner process, exactly. And yes. uh, we don't know about these until we turn around and look inside and, and yes. sit down with ourselves and what that, whatever it is that's going on, you know. Yes, like um, Nick was saying last week, self-inquiry, that is, I mean, it's just, it's 
it's so, for me, it's so obvious that's where everything begins within. And and that's where everyone, you know, and I think it might seem scary to some, but I think when people actually start doing that self-inquiry and going within and actually discovering, you know, what you know ask for well, why what why what is it about this person that is irritating me why am i irritated by this person because like you said no, the person's but not sleeping thinking about it right yeah that person's not thinking about it that person's living their life and not even thinking and you're all huffy and puffy and all. so it's <laughs> it's not in them it's in you yeah <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. and, and so, but, but not to think. I just just wanted to respond to that one word, why? Because if mm-hmm. if a person can get a hold of that, and then the mind kind of circled in and around itself on, why am I irritated? I shouldn't mm-hmm. be irritated, and yet you are, and la la la, mm-hmm. right? In, instead, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, go right to, if if we can say, oh, I feel irritated, then we can go right to, where is the energy? of irritation actually occurring right now mm-hmm. in this system, in what appears here as a body. It could be anywhere. It could be in the head, the neck, the you know, anywhere at all. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, but mm-hmm. it'll show up in the moment when we look. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like, yeah. um, you know, and, and I know about it. It can be, you know, scary to uh, open up to these energies. But the beautiful part is, is that they're already in you. You're already mm-hmm. dealing with them. All exactly. you're doing is opening up to meet what's already here. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's remembering that can be very, very supportive. And, um, you know, I'm I'm offering these retreats in, uh, actually, you know, I know that <laughs> most people listening right now are in the United States and Canada. Or, um, but oh, I will no, be in this, London. This, I'll be this? in London and uh, Brighton oh, okay. and Dublin. Well, no, this this podcast is global. <laughs> I get emails oh, yeah, yeah. from yeah yeah I get emails from all over the world. So yes, right, this right, this yeah. will be listened yeah. to globally. So please right, please right. share what's coming up yeah. for you. Yeah, well I'll, I'll be in. Uh, I'm actually leaving next Wednesday, so it's happening fairly quickly. Uh, mm-hmm. To to Gatwick in London there, and mm-hmm. uh, um, we'll be offering a weekend in London, a weekend in Brighton and an evening in Dublin, and then a five-day retreat in a castle in Ireland, in Tipperary. Oh, exciting. Yes. And, uh, please, yes. Please and so share, share your, your website link so everyone can it, find you. Okay. It's canellamichelle.com. Okay. So, um, you know, I think everybody had to have the uh, link to find us and come. So the, the spelling is right. there, canellamichelle.com. Right. And I do have it. With the book. And, yes. Um, and it is on my page. page. Yes. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So everybody can find you. Yes. And this show, the thing I love about Internet radio and podcasting, it is global. So yeah. if, no matter yeah. when they listen, they can listen all over the world. Now, if they listen after next Wednesday, they might miss you in, in the U.K. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I put the word out and invited some people, and, and I'll, I'll put it out on uh, Satang uh, England and Satang Ireland so that people can listen to it there. And, amazing, um, amazing. And, you know, I, yeah. I offer these retreats where I get invited. I 
I, I didn't have any idea that I would be offering a five-day retreat in a castle mm-hmm. in Ireland. I'm tickled pink about it. I mean, I, I, I just love it. It's a, a beautiful so castle. It really looks like a castle and has these beautiful fireplaces, so it's going to be warm and cozy and oh, very deep. Goodness. We can all fall in with love together. Mm. And so that's that what I is love amazing. To I will be there in spirit. <laughs> okay, definitely. You'll be there in, in my heart. I will definitely sure. be there in spirit. This is so wonderful. And yes, we we've just we've had such a lovely time. And I I know we've gone over an hour, but who cares? <laughs> time is an illusion, and we're in the here and now, and we're having a a wonderful time together. <laughs> it does it feels wonderful? Thank you so so much. I am so honored, and hopefully, when now when will you be in the states? Oh well, I was just there at the fan conference. There is talk of um, being with Open Circle in March. I do Mm -hmm. head down to Mexico. We have a place down there. I live partly down there, so I'll be in Manzanillo, Mexico. And sometimes there's groups that Mm -hmm. happen there. Um, other than that, as far as a planned um, happening that is actually committed to is uh, on this little island where I live, on Bowen Island, next August, there will okay. be a, a five-day retreat then. So, Wonderful. Uh, and how about next year for Sands? Because I, I one, one year I definitely want to get to Sands in San Francisco. San, uh, oh, San Francisco. Well, the it's it's not happening where it's been happening. That was last year, just oh. uh, a week and a you know whatever the, the, when I was just there. It's okay. moving to Joshua Tree in the desert, which mm. will be very wonderful. The mm. um, there is going to be camping available. It'll be more earthy, more um, you know I more natural, which feels really good to me. And and I I have every I don't know absolutely for sure. Because I've mm-hmm. been, you know, I'm going to Europe next week. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's enough mm-hmm. sales to that play <laughs> right now. Um, but I, I do intend to go next year, and uh, that would be okay. so cool if you came. Wouldn't that, that would be, be wonderful. That would be wonderful to meet you and everybody. Next you know, year. if you guys yes. ever do, yes. if you do come to San next year too to come and say, hey, I heard you, and here I am. <laughs> yes, that <laughs> would be, be so amazing. Cool. That yeah. is that that's definitely on my. To wish list to do for 2017. It's a experience. Yes. It is so yes. amazing. Yes, beautiful. Well, yeah. thank you so much. This has been so wonderful. This whole time that we've shared and just mm. in the now. It's been wonderful and, to and meet you. Yes. Spend these moments like playing, you know, it's it's a tantra yeah. of its own kind. You know, you say something and it sparks something in me and then I share something and you know, that's that infinity symbol between Yes. Us. Yes. So and, true. Uh, so true. Together we deepen. It's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And we will me meet the in, in in the this reality. <laughs> it's some now <laughs> moment. In person, that'd be cool. <laughs> yes, in person, in some now moment. Well, okay. thank you Excellent. so much. And you enjoy the week and enjoy your weekend. Okay, thank okay. you. Thank you, Emma. Okay. You're welcome. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.